סויטר דף ב' עמוד ב', פשט, אין מזווגינו לאדם אישה אלא לפי מעשיו. Our journey continues into a beautiful new Masechta. Uh, it's a, a journey of mind expansion as the uh, Gemara t- just takes us day by day into different areas of, of understanding and exploration. And the whole of Masechet Soto is going to be extremely fascinating. Uh, Masechta Nozir ended with an interesting uh, discussion about whether the person who starts a brocha is, is doing the bigger mitzvah or the person who says, Amen. is doing the bigger mitzvah. Is, is starting something the bigger mitzvah or is ending something the bigger mitzvah? And it's a beautiful way to end the Masechta and start another Masechta. Uh, the, there's greatness in ending something and getting to the end of, of Masechta Nozir. And there's greatness in starting Masechta uh, Soto, which we're doing today. There's so much, even on the first Omud of Masechta Soto, there's so, so much that we could work on and talk about and explore. Um, the very first word, the hamekanei ishto, when, when a person warns his, his wife not to hang out with a particular individual, which leads into the whole process of sota afterwards, just the very use of the word mekanei, uh, which comes from kina, which is jealousy. What does that mean? Why is that the word that the Mishnah uses for the, uh, and, and, the, and the Torah uses for the idea of sota? The big elephant in the room, in the, certainly for, for modern people in Masech the Sota, is why is a Sota only a woman? And what happens if a woman says to a man, I don't want you hanging out with that woman? And, and he does. Why doesn't he become a Sot if not a Sota? Uh, why, why is Sota any of this? That's, you know, nobody talks about that, but that's the question modern people certainly would, would, would have in their minds. And, and hopefully we'll get to looking at that a little bit tomorrow on Daf Gimel when we look more at this word of, of Mekane. Um, but today we start, we're going to learn an amazing Maharsho, which is really an important piece in understanding how Shiduchim work, uh, how Bashirt works. It's an, an, just a wonderful piece of Maharsho. Bear in mind, the Maharsho, uh, Reb Shmuel Eidlis, lived in... Uh, early 16th century, so he overlaps with the Mechaber and the Ramo. He's an early, early Akron, uh, which makes him difficult to understand because his words are, in, are, are dense and also makes him extremely authoritative. And uh, the Marshall people have, have kind of aren't learning a whole lot today because everybody's so keen to turn the page and to do the daf, uh, whereas to learn one Marshall can take a few hours. It's not the kind of thing people are doing, but, but it, it should be. The Chazanish said that, that through the Mashor, you know whether you're learning, especially Tosfus, you know whether you're on track or not. If, if the Mashor asks a question and you, you didn't have the question, or you don't understand what he's asking, then you don't understand the Tosfus. So Mashor is really important. In the Yeshivat Korat Yosef, the Sfadish Yeshiva, Uh, it's been a tradition for a long time, I'm not sure if it still is, that they learn Gomorrah, Rashi, Tosus, Marshaw. That's the order of, of, of learning. That's how important the Marshaw is. Uh, and the Marshaw wrote two pieces, the Chidushi Agadot and the Chidushi Halachot. He wrote on the Halachic parts of the Gomorrah and the Midrashic parts of the Gomorrah. And the Marshaw of today is on the Midrashic part of the, of the Gomorrah. It's based on a posuk in Tehillim, in the fifth Shir HaMalos, Perek Kuf Kaf Hashem will not allow the group of, of wicked people to be part of the lot of the righteous people. 
So that the tzaddikim, righteous people, don't send their hand out to deal in the areas of crookedness and evil. Hashem does good to the good, to those who are straight in their hearts. But those that tend towards crookedness, Hashem will lead them together with the wicked people. Shalom al Yisrael, and then Yisrael. Here, Shalom al Yisrael is a, fa- a famous phrase we use all the time. This is where it comes from. David Shalom al Yisrael, and then it'll be good for for Yisrael. And and in these few psukim is the whole philosophy of why good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. There's a fortune of uh, of important chokhme in these words of Tehillim. Uh, Rashi says there's a difference between the way Rashi learns and the Mitzudus. Rashi says means that the Bani Shalom will not allow the Rishoyim to prosper forever because the Tzadikim are so careful not to do evil things. You need to know ultimately the Tzadikim will win. This is only a temporary thing that we're seeing the Rishoyim doing well. Since the Tzadikim continue with their Tzidkut, they continue with their righteousness, ultimately they will prevail and the Rishoyim will, will disappear. The Mitzudus learns it different. It can happen that for a period of time, the wicked people are on top. That happens. Good things happen to bad people. But it doesn't persist. Ultimately, it doesn't work out. Why? Hashem doesn't want the tzadikim to say why is it that the Rishoyim are having such a good time. Clearly we're doing something wrong. And they will start to emulate the ways of the Rishoyim. So as to not allow that to happen, the Rishoyim will make sure that if you give it a perspective and time, you will see that the Rishoyim don't prevail forever. Ultimately they come down. Um, but those people who tend towards wicked ways, uh, what was our kalkulut mean? People who seem to be good, but it's really in order to, uh, to mislead people, they're con men. Sometimes you'll see people who you think are tzaddikim, but they're not really tzaddikim. They're, they're just good con people. Just as in, in economics and finance you've got con men, so in, in Yiddishkeit you've got con men. And one just has to know that that's the reality of it. And that Matsudis is important in understanding the mashal. So, Omar Abishmul Barab Yitzchak. I actually prepared a different matmon for today. But as I started learning the Gemara again this morning, I, I saw Rabbi Shmuel by Rav Yitzchak who says, yeah. Ki Lakish Omar hachi. When Resh Lakish started Masech the Soto, this is how he started it. So I thought, what right have I got to start? The Gemara tells us how Resh Lakish started the, the Gemara. Why would we start it any differently? So Resh Lakish would start off in the following way, with these psukim, that's how Resh Lakish, when the yeshiva came together, you can just imagine the scene, we're starting off Masech the Soto. Resh Lakish is the Rosh Yeshiva. Resh Lakish gets up, he doesn't start reading the Mishnah. He starts with the psukim from Tehillim. He says, you should know. In Masech Soita, we're going to be learning about problematic marriages. We're going to be learning about husbands and wives who are having difficulty in their relationships. And bear in mind, a Soita is not somebody who's decided he wants to divorce his wife. Then you don't go through Soita, you divorce your wife. That's the end of it. You're entitled to divorce your wife if you believe she's having an affair. 
Um, that's not what Soito is. Soito is a man who, who wants to keep his wife. He loves his wife. He's just suspicious. He's consumed with jealousy. So the Torah has a mechanism to deal with that. So we're going to be dealing with these problematic relationships which creep up in, in, in life. They happen. And you should know that people get the wife they deserve. That you, the people's that that the shidduch is according to the ma'asim, according to the per, to the to the way the person is, um, and, and Rashi Rashi explains that uh, and says that it's a, a tzaddik tsunua la tzaddik rasha. A modest woman gets a tzaddik. A, a, a woman who's not modest gets a rasha. It's all the fear ma'asim. And he quotes these psukim, and the mashor, as you will see, says he doesn't just quote the first posuk. He starts with but he quotes the rest of the posuk and the next posuk and the next posuk. All three psukim, posuk gimel, dalad, and hey, and those three psukim form Reish Lakish's opening of Masechta Soita. How does it work? Says the Masha. He's really, it's not on the first words, it's the end of that posuk and the continuation where Reish Lokish develops his whole thesis. Which is talking about zivug, it's talking about marriage. It's in the, fe, in the feminine, it doesn't say ba'avla. Rashi in the Mitsuda just quietly used the word avla, which means wickedness, but avlata is her wickedness. So clearly we're talking about a relationship between a tzaddik or, or a man and, and a woman. The fact that there's a taf there means that we're talking about a relationship involving a woman. Uh, also, as we go further on, and we talk about Vahmetiv, uh, and we talk about Hitiva Hashem Latovim, that's also a hey, that there's an, an implication of femininity in that second posuk. This is talking about marriage. It happens, says the Marsha, that a man marries a woman who's not appropriate for him. It's not there, it's not, everybody knows what's, what's going on. This is a strange shidduch. Why did he do it? Why is this mar- man marry this woman? Bishwil Mormon, because she's wealthy. So that, that's what it, that, that, that sometimes happens. And when people say to him, really, you're marrying this girl, how come, what have you got in common with her? And he says, no, it's bishit. You know, we met, we fell in love with each other, it must be the Rabbani Shalom's will, that's the case. No, the Rabbani Shalom doesn't let a woman from a bad family marry a tzaddik. He doesn't allow that. So that these tzaddikim won't be pulled in to the negative influences of this family of the, of, of the woman. Hashem makes sure that good women come to good men. That's what it means. Somebody who's appropriate goes to somebody who's appropriate. And the post goes on to say, 
This is all part of Resh Lokish's talk. The Mashor just expands. He gives us an idea of what Resh Lokish taught his Talmidim on this first day of Masech the Soita. Al titama be'im tireh lefi da'atcha she'ishtove yashar nosei yashar she'ena aguna. Don't be all upset. If you come across cases where you see a man who's clearly not a good man, marries, a, or a man who's clearly a good man, he's a, he sits in Kolel, sits in Yeshiva, he's a tzaddik, and he marries a very uh, inappropriate woman. Well, don't be so uh, so surprised about that, because look at the next posuk. Hashem gives the right and appropriate woman to a man who's a tzaddik in his heart. His interiority is, is one of tzidkut, not the exteriority. You're only looking at the outside. You see, he's got a long beard, he's got a long coat, he's got long tzitzis. He says, Baruch Hashem, Emirza Hashem. He learns daf yomi. So you assume he's a tzaddik, but do you know what's going on in his heart? You don't know what, what, what his real being is. And therefore, if you see a man who's married a bad woman, even if he looks good to the outside, you can know that he's not a good human being inside. That's how you can tell. Because if he was a good human being inside, that wouldn't happen. There's a caveat to all of this, by the way. So hang on till the end. And that's the third posuk. Which the Mitsuda says means that on the outside they're tzaddikim, but that's only to, to mislead people. On the inside they're not. Such people Hashem attracts to bad wives, to bad women. He leads them to families that are not good families. The Gemara in Bovekama talks about Esau goes to Yishmael to find a wife. Why did he go to Yishmael? Look, at, look where, where Avram sent Eliezer to find a wife for Yitzchak. Look where Yaakov goes to find a wife. Esau goes to Yishmael. Why does he do that? And the Gemara and the Bovekama brings the Shito of Rabbi Eliezer in Chulin, where, the, where Rabbi Eliezer says, a Zarzir is is not a kosher bird because it hangs out with oirvim, with, with the oirv, with the, what is an oirv, a raven, a crow. Uh, so although it, it looks like it's a kosher bird, but you can see from where it hangs out that it's part of that group. And it says the same about, Yish, about Esau hangs out with Yishmael. People hang out with like people. But it's not only in terms of people hanging out with others who look like them. That's one thing. Do, do people hang out? Black people with black people, white people with white people, men with men, women with... Maybe. But what's more important, according to the Gemara, is that's not what grouping is about and diversity is about. It's people hang out with people who share their values. People hang out with people who... Not who look like them, but who see like them. Esau and Yishmael see the world in a similar way. They might not look the same. Esau is, is, is European and, and Yishmael is, is Arabic. But they see the world the same way. They see the Jewish people the same way. So they hang out together. The Urev and the Zazir, they don't look the same, but they see the world the same. So they're both not kosher shalom. And now it will be a good for Yisrael because everybody will be in a good place. If you see two families fighting with one another, Imagine such a thing. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Two Jewish families 
that are faribul, they have they fighting with one another. Says the Marsha, based on the Gemara there, you know that Pasul Yesh Bechad Mehen. There's a posul in one of them. There's a problem with the yichis in one of those two families. And Hashem keeps these families separate because there's somebody good in the one family and there's badness in the other family and Hashem doesn't want them to marry each other. So he causes conflict between these two families so that they don't come together. It's the whole dynamics of family. This, this mashor, one could imagine, we could have a, a, a week of workshops of relationship workshops on this, just on this marshal and what the marshal means and, and how it goes. What the caveat is, the Gomorrah goes on and, and says, we've got it on the next page of the sources, You know this Gomorrah. And it's as hard to bring them together as Kriyas Yamsuf. And why Kriyas Yamsuf? The, the, the Rishonim say different reasons, but one of the reasons is with Kriyas Yamsuf, there are there, some die and some and some live. There, there are winners and losers in Kriyas Yamsuf. The Egyptians died, the Jews won. And here too, Why does it say that it's as hard for the Rebbeinu Shalom to bring them together and that he does it alpi maisim? He brings people together by virtue of their deeds and in an appropriate way. Didn't we say that 40 days before a child is born when nobody even knows whether he'll be at Sadiqo Arasha? Already there's a bat call that says who he's going to marry. So it can't be Lefi Maisim, asked the Gemara. How can you say that men and women come together according to their level of Yerushalayim? That's their own choice. But before they make those choices, Hashem has already made decisions uh, about who's going to marry who. Answers the Gemara, says Rashi, Zivig Rishon is Lefi Hamazal. The first marriage, if one of the two people is either the husband or the wife is a first marriage, that's mazel. And you might remember a shir I gave a while back on the beautiful Tiferes Yisrael and the meaning of mazel from the word nozel. Just as streams come from all over the, the, the countryside and they join up and they come together and eventually they flow into the lake. Uh, so the water in the lake comes from the merging of all these thousands of streams from all over the place and rain from all over the place. So muzzle is the merging of streams, of coincidences, of people meeting each other. That, that's the muzzle. This is, this is where it happens in, the, in, in a zivug rishon. But a zivug sheni is lefi ma'asim. It's hard, so to say, for the Rebbe to bring a second marriage together because it's not natural. The first one is natural. They come together because of Mazel. They lived in the same area. The parents met each other. They met each other at college. Things happen and people meet each other. But the Zivuk Shani is not natural. The Zivuk Shani Hashem brings together because the two people really fit one another. They really are, are appropriate for one another. So this whole Mashor is really working only on second marriage. And not on, not on first marriage. First marriage, offer, offer, first marriage for, um, follows a different principle. And today that there are, are, are second marriages are, are much more frequent, it's an important mashor to know and to understand what the basis is of those relationships, the degree to which it's random, the degree to which it's bashirt, the idea of lefi maisav and what lefi maisav means and how the Rebbe works with the family dynamics to bring people together and to keep people apart. <laughs>